Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. old Dateline episodes, which give it to me. So good. But it definitely makes me think that I would be no good to anyone in a murder trial. How so? Because I have random facts and information that take up more space in my brain than anything that will ever be important or needed. Uh, Like, you know, if they're like, where were you on the night of December 10th? 1995, I'd be like, well, I can't remember, but I can tell you all the lyrics to We Didn't Start the Fire. I could tell you what I was wearing, but I don't really know where I was. <laughs> it was a velvet choker, it was... Doc Martens, and a floral midi-length skirt, and I was going to see Natalie Merchant. Right. I was. I decided to use all of my silver jewelry, including my thumb ring, that <laughs> night. <laughs> the fucking thumb ring. It's so specific. I know who you are. I had three crystal necklaces. One had a yin-yang on it. Um, <laughs> oh, I had just come out of my hypercolor phase, so I remember right. that you're I on I had it. my swatch watch with the double guard on it, and then I had my I don't two swatch watches on, yeah. stacked. I remember leaving the house, but I don't know where I went. I remember a popped collar, Your Honor, but I don't remember how this guy got popped. Don't know. I remember I still had my Gap stickers still on my jeans. Yeah. But I don't, I don't I had no, a terry cloth half shirt. I, you know, I'd be terrible because I would be laughing on the stand because sometimes when I'm <laughs> when like. you're nervous? I'm nervous or I'm in like a very serious, like heated conversation. Like I'll just start laughing. Mm-hmm. I, and they'd be like, is something funny? No. I, no. <laughs> but kind of, yes. No. It's funny because it's not funny, but that's why I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Yes. I didn't do it. No. I didn't do it, but I think it's so funny. No, that I, don't find, I don't find four people murdered on Thanksgiving Day in their home and someone, you know, had the turkey shoved on top of their head. No, and I don't I find coincidentally- that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Your Honor, but let's be real. This is good, right? I mean, right, I mean, I mean am I right? I didn't know. I thought I put a different T-shirt on. I didn't. I didn't know that this T-shirt said "Where's the beef?" in Spanish. I'm so sorry. That's how it, I had. A, that's why I had a, the blazer on. Huevos de quesos de beefos. <laughs> that's that's my knowledge of Spanish right there. Took two years of it. Completely forgot. I took two years of Spanish well, until I saw my high school transcript. It translate to "Where's the beef?" Eldo beefo. No queso. Queso is está cheese. El carne. Donde está el carne? I think Carney's Will you please beef. get me that shirt for Christmas? Oh, Let's I'm begging you, do. like something in a tank or like a nice fitted tee. Okay. Like child size, of course. Yes. That's all I wear. Yeah. Oh, I do have a shirt that I, I got. I got to retire. It's my extra, extra small baby doll tee that says New York mm-hmm. on it. And I love it so much, but I wore it today and it has the flop sweat of eight years of stand-up that has just absorbed into it. It's one of my favorite shirts to wear on stage. And it's time to retire this jersey because I smelled myself today. And this is a stink that is so deep in the fabric of the clothing. There's no getting it out. No. It's haunting. Like, I could actually send the shirt up on stage to do the spots for me at this point. This shirt is so imprinted with my set. Would you send it up and then just heckle it and boo it? 
Yeah, I'd be like, you stink. Boom. No, literally, no, get you it stink. Off. But I caught a whiff of myself getting off stage today, and I was like, wow. I just walked by a whole bunch of audience members, and I'm sure that they smelled me. Right. So it's Well, time. why don't you put it in OxyClean for a couple hours? I'm sure that by the time I went back, you would actually just see ghosts come out of it. That's if I fine. dropped it in, at least you'd sell the T-shirt. Oh, I need a young priest and an old priest. They'd, they'd all be leaving like this fucking stinks. Oh my god, that set was awful. <laughs> it really stinks, and I really thought, you know, I did like a very feminist uh, spot today. It was for a benefit show, and it was like. Women heavy. It was a Natalie Merchant concert. It oh. was 10,000 maniacs. It was yeah. all in there. Yeah. And um, you just sang Eat for Two, the yeah. abortion song from the uh, Blind Man Zoo album. Yeah, Is sure. That true? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know Natalie Merchant better than I know Natalie Merchant. Probably. But Natalie Merchant did show up at our friend's Chuck's, Chuck's show the other day. And then Chuck and I played the game What Are You Wearing for the Next Time Natalie Merchant Shows Up in Your Show? Like, how did you know she had a good time? Like, did she smile? And she just like... I don't know that she is capable of... I don't think Natalie Merchant is a big smiler. No. You've never really seen her. Everything's These very are the serious. days, you'll yeah. remember. Everything's very serious. Mm-hmm. Everything is. Can you imagine She's being still... at a party with Natalie Merchant and Tori Amos? No. Sarah McLaughlin shows up and you're like, no. did anybody bring any dip? <laughs> anybody? I'd have to go in the kitchen and be like, hey, um... Who did the invite list? Because this is like downstairs. Everyone is crying. <laughs> Everyone downstairs is crying. Does everybody bring their own acoustic guitar? Yeah. Did, are, I didn't, are we all talking about our dad issues downstairs? Or yeah. like, are, is the party upstairs and downstairs is the therapy session? Well, we're playing darts, but everybody's exes are on the actual dartboard, like right. pictures of everybody's men. Mm-hmm. And everyone is taking a good half an hour to explain <laughs> in song. <laughs> Who wronged them? Yeah, like you walk up, woo, party! <laughs> oh, God. What? Oh, God. Oh. Is that a picture of Steven? You walk upstairs, you invited Natalie Merchant again? Yeah, sorry. Again? I'm sorry. She. I didn't invite her. She just heard. Heard from where? Tori Amos. What? Who told Sarah McLaughlin. Who told Lisa Loeb. No. And now we're all here. Oh, God. You want to sing about your ex? Oh, my God. Does she have her ironic glasses and, and leopard print? Anything no, but on? she has a harmonica, so I'm worried. Which one? The silver one. Which girl? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All of them. I'd rather listen to Lisa Loeb and a harmonica than a harmonica in Natalie Merchant's mouth because you know it's just going to be like that sad, out of tune. Yeah. Look, do you know I I spent Easter with Lisa Loeb? Yes. She's a great gal. That's what I mean. I know. She dresses like the nanny but has the glasses. She does? She dre- Oh, I guess so. Yeah, like like vintage Lisa Loeb. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what she dresses like now. Seemed pretty simple, straightforward. White t-shirt, jeans. You know, okay. like we all do. Yeah. Except for me, where at this time of the year, I like to wrap myself in a mattress. Sure. I am perpetually fro- Could there be any more fruit flies in here? I guess there could. What in the name of fuck? Seriously, There's what are we breeding down here? I'm a worried. I blame you, Ramchata. Something's do something's happening. Okay, I'm gonna bring some traps down here later. Traps. 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 Like I'm gonna hear him snap. Did you read that article about the person that had like this million dollar house and they had a snake problem? So they were trying to smoke it out. What, what? smoke the snakes out? With and they what? burned their house down. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's be real. That's something that would totally happen I, to I me. I absolutely <laughs> I would totally, do that. I totally relate to this but story. But l- let's be honest. If I found a snake in that house, I would never go back. No, I would already, it would have a for sale sign out front. <laughs> Not worth it. Where Handmade. is this? Wait. Like, it would be like, uh, like torn from, like loose leaf paper, like duct taped to the front door. <laughs> for, sale for sale by now. The E is backwards and a little bit tilted. <laughs> Who's selling this? The peanuts? So, uh, do you want to take me through the house? Absolutely not. Here are the keys. Walk on through. You got 15 bucks. Everything it's yours. in there is yours. <laughs> I'm selling you the furniture, everything. Your mom's upstairs. She goes with the house. That's fine. It's just she won't make much noise. Just leave her be. She'll if you be could okay. throw my clothes out the window, that'd be great. Even those, keep them. Keep them. I don't care. I'm starting new. I anytime I see those um, stories with the like, and they found a 25 foot python. I like. I think I flatline. I hit my head somewhere. I'm absolutely not. Did you ever? There was a t a t shirt. Oh hmm. my god. There's a TV show mm-hmm. called Buying Hawaii. That I became obsessed with. That's on the HGTV network. And uh, when Jules and I went to Hawaii for our, you know, honeymoon, mm-hmm. uh, I became obsessed with Hawaii. I thought maybe I could live this island life. Sure. <laughs> of all the people who should not be living an island life, it's somebody nervous and northeastern and very white. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I still have a dream. So I started watching Buying Hawaii. Consistently in every episode, they're like, it, ever, the pictures are gorgeous. They're like views of Haleakala, Nagana, you know, volcanoes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Stunning. Surrounded by palm trees. They're like, this is lovely. And then they always walk into the garage and they're like, here's the thing. There's a scorpion problem. <laughs> Every time. And then they show a shot and it's like 20 scorpions going up a wall. But it's like the B-movie ones where they're like seven feet tall. Yeah, they're huge. Like, holy shit. Be like, these came directly out of the volcano. I they, don't know. They, they were just delivered pulled up in, in their egg. Volvo. Hey, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're just, we're still here. Oh, those are the scorpions. They live next door. Oh, I thought you were talking about the group Scorpio. No, <laughs> no, no, different. No, these are your actual neighbors. And they will kill you. I oh. mean, but they're going to hide in your shoes. Oh. They legit say that in one of the episodes. They're like, here's the thing. You buy this house. It's great. You're off the grid. You just need to check your shoes. Just check your shoes before you put them on. That's all. There was one where they were like, and there's a beetle infestation. And the, the people who are like shopping in these homes aren't really phased by it. They're like, <laughs> their reaction is always like, oh, yeah, I see how that would be a problem. And then they move on. They're like, yeah, full offer, full asking. Yeah, yeah, and then some. Yeah. You have to come in at asking or above. No, when I watch these shows and they they, they give like the whatever um, uh, disaster, oh, the area, whether it be volcano, or fire, earthquake, snakes, uh, beetle infestation, uh, you know, cemetery break-ins or like the rundown <laughs> prison that's down the street that, you know, doesn't have electricity anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, there's no way in hell that would even be in consideration. But yet, for everybody else, they're like, this is a fixer upper. Oh, yeah. No, the amount it. of people who will buy property under the threat of volcano, they're like, this is, they're like, this is a five bedroom, six bath palatial estate. Uh, it's on the market for 800000 Now it is in a potential volcano area. They're like, but how far is the volcano? Well, let's go out the back door. It's right there. Oh, shit. That's your close. very own volcano in the backyard. <laughs> oh, shit. Have so you ever no wanted e- a lava pool? 
Now's the time. <laughs> wow, that's um, that's really close. Charcoal's great for your skin. It does spit fire every fifth day. Mm, are you must be hungry. I just heard that rumbling. No, no, no. That's the volcano. It's about so, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably go. Okay. <laughs> In fact, I'm really, I'm really hot right now. Is anybody thirsty? Yeah. I'm really fucking. Thirsty. I'm gonna drive you down. Oh, the tire's melted. Oh shit. We I'd can say walk. run, but apparently your shoes just melted too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I felt. Out of love with Hawaii. No. Like, if they're like, well, there's a chance of tsunami, absolutely not. I know. It's There's something about living on a little strip of an island that Hurricane, you're like. Hurricane, no. I don't know. Like, one tsunami could take you down. I say this, like, in a, in an overpopulated, crowded city. Where I know. Building, you were in the worst place. buildings just explode, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> like, oh, there was, like, massive gas leak. Uh, like, those gas leak explosions in New York, you're like, what Do you know? Fuck? Moth's biggest fear in life is a sinkhole. I didn't know that was a giant It's issue. a legit fear of hers. She's like, there's going to be a sinkhole someday. Maybe. That's Florida. Florida has sinkholes all over the place. Well, hence that building that came down. It's going to chip off and float away eventually. I like the idea of Florida, and then I go to Florida. And yeah. then I'm like, I don't like it. But I've only gone to Miami, and I, don't, I think there's got to be better parts than that. No, Miami is the best of what Florida has to offer. Are you kidding me? Is what? Absolutely. That can't be right. Oh, 100%. That is the best it's ever going to get. Hmm. Every other place you're like, <laughs> we've got to get some traps down here. I feel like Mr. Miyagi right now trying to catch a fly with some chopsticks. There's, There's fruit flies everywhere. <laughs> you know what? I know you guys want to start your own podcast, but can you back the fuck off? We've... They're like, maybe we can just piggyback off of what they're doing. Their popularity. You guys, this is the fruit fly cast. How are we doing? <laughs> but if it's the fruit flies, they're like, this is the fruit fly cast. <laughs> Everyone thinks we're gay because we're called fruit flies and because we talk like this. <laughs> that's really, hey, Jason, that's really disrespectful. Seriously, Mark, stop talking like that. Not everyone doesn't think that we're gay. We're the because... fruit flies. Word. Hey, <laughs> hey, girl, hey! <laughs> Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hollywood, and I'm Carol Burnett. All and right. we're coming to you from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Dada Blitz and Dasher Dancer Prince of I don't think any of us expected him to say that. But you know what I did expect? That we would be bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're whipping them out and we're swinging them around and we're showing them to all the people on the E-train and then we're getting arrested. So what are you waiting for? Arrest us, please. Hold please on to do. us tightly on your social medias, on the Insta, the Twitter, the Face, at Official. Check out our website, dearpodofficial.com, where you can binge every last episode, one after the other after the other. I swear to God, we'll update it. We're going to have more merch and stuff on there very, very soon. <laughs> Hand to God! 2022, that is our goal. Look, it's good to make New Year's resolutions right now in 2021 before I plan on breaking all of them. You can email us every week, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. G- Email. Gee. You can send us your advice questions and we will be completely unqualified to answer them here on the air. 
our YouTube page. Did you know we have one? Dear Pod Official, check it out on the YouTube where we have clips in addition to episodes that are slowly being uploaded. So you can check out the audio over there as well. Uh, do, are you okay? It's just low COVID. Uh, oh, jo- well, that's fine. You'll sleep it off. Right. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Omicron! You know what rhymes with Omicron? Patreon. Oh. I am so quick. Patreon.com slash official. Become a Patreon subscriber for a mere 3 or $5 a month and you will get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. Little bits and pieces that the average church listeners don't get, like a happy birthday on your, your very special day or... Or little extra items that we happen to drop to you every week. Like so we'll egg your house if you want us to. Oh my God, if you invite us, we'll 100% be I'll there. I'll buy the eggs. Not organic. They're very expensive. Okay. I tell you what, I'm at the point now where I'm getting eggs that are like free range, organic. They've been coddled. They've been held. They've been nestled between the breasts of a virgin. I have really specific egg I needs. Guess. Have you gone to a uh, like a store recently because every time nope. I go to the store um you know they talk about the uh the supply chain issue I'm like what supply chain issue and I walk in I'm like are you guys closing because it's really dark in here like in certain sections because there's nothing on the shelves however comma if you ever have the joy of walking into a Stu Leonard's Stu Leonard's like we got all the everything we're like what did you get we stole all the Amazon boxes from people's front doors <laughs> this place is wild I've been spending a lot of time in Connecticut. That's right, because I am doing eight performances only of Who's Holiday at the Music Theater of Connecticut. You can check it out online. God damn it, get tickets. Eight performances tickets only. It's really freaking funny. And, uh, is there a oh, bar? Is there a bar? That's a very... You know what? I mean, there's at least one there that I see is it in the front. So the I'm sure it is. It's Look, I don't want people to see me sober no. ever. Even your husband. He never is. Why do you think we built the Maha'a bar down no here? Because I don't want him to see me in focus. God forbid. Right. No. But this show is very funny. It's the Who's Holiday. I, I, It's just me playing Cindy Lou Who. She's now middle-aged, lives in a trailer. So if this isn't perfect casting, I don't know what is. And uh, only eight performances to see it. So you got to check that shit out, man. So uh, because... We have been completely frantic, and it is the holiday season, and we are running ragged. It's the holiday season. And it makes me want to walk into traffic. Ooh, walk it's into traffic. It's the holiday season. Uh, you know, people said New York is dead, but God damn it. I don't think. Then this is it's the walking busy. dead. It's busy as hell. It's the holiday season. We're exhausted. Mm-hmm. So we have decided this week to make our lives a little bit easier and Just make a this a grab bag episode. That is right. We're grabbing bags. Patty, tell the people who, who are just joining us for the first time this uh, week, what what do we mean when we say grab bag? A uh, grab bag basically is that there is no uh, theme theme of the evening. These are articles that may or may not have fit um, anything. Anything. Yeah. Or were extras throughout the year or so that we have been together. Inspirado. Anything that we see that we stumble upon that we're like, well, this is a... This is good. This is a thing. Sometimes we have, let, like the other episode of Gifts, there was a bunch that I was like, oh, that's it's These just Sophie's Choice and I have to whittle it down to two. Gifts is a good category, I gotta Tis. say. We're giving Tis. gifts all the time. Tis. Let me start us off. Okay. I'll with, be over here killing fruit flies and... With the Daily Press, Victorville, California, Monday, March 20th, 1989. Dear Abby... 
I'm a respectable, middle-aged woman who took a part-time job selling perfume in a first-class department store over the Christmas holidays. Bullshit! A gentleman, who appeared to be about 60, asked me to recommend some perfume for his wife. Then he proceeded to tell me what a wonderful woman she was. I suggested a few fragrances. Then he asked me what kind I was wearing. So I wrote the name of it on my business card together with the price. $150 an ounce. And then I gave it to him. He put the card in his wallet, thanked me courteously, and then he left. I already see what's happening from a mile away. That's all the contact I had with that man. He never did return to buy the perfume. Well, two days ago, my husband gets a telephone call from his, this man's wife, informing him that her husband and I had been fooling around. Abby, this woman must be crazy. I am very a, a very outgoing person, and I do smile a lot. But I am very happy with my life, and I do not, quote-unquote, fool around. The worst part of this whole thing is that my husband actually believed this woman, although I have never done anything to cause him to doubt me. I can't talk to any of my friends about this because they will think my husband has lost his mind for believing a total stranger. Now what do I do? My husband won't talk to me. Signed, One Unhappy Woman. Mm. Dear unhappy, if your husband won't talk to you, he probably won't listen to you either. But give it a try. Tell him that you are hurt and insulted, and if your marriage is going to survive, he must go with you to a family counselor and find out why he would believe that outrageous accusation of a stranger rather than the word of a faithful wife. Your husband is either sick or his lack of confidence in, in you says more about his own character than he intended to disclose. Abby. He is Clark Griswold in the family vacation, no uh, the grass, Christmas no vacation lines. movie. What? Exactly. Well, my name's Mary. No shit. I mean, check, <laughs> check out right here. Look at this. No panty lines. You see that, Rusty? No panty lines. One of my favorite movies of all time. Incredible. I will always watch it, but that's the first thing and the only thing I thought of mm-hmm. the whole time you're saying yeah. that. 100%. Well, you are there Christmas movies that you will always have to watch every year? I do year? love Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Um, I do like The Family Stone on Christmas. What? It is a Christmas movie. Why? It's maybe not the greatest movie. That, but You consider that a Christmas movie? It does take place on Christmas Day. Diane Keaton. Well, so does Krampus. What's it called? Uh, what? The Krampus. What? The... <laughs> you can say it all you want, but Kr- I don't know what the fuck Krampus. Okay. It's that evil Christmas movie. No, I don't watch evil movies on Christmas. But it's actually really kind of good. No, it's I'm got Tony watch... Collette in it. Great. I'm not going to watch Santa being like raped on Christmas. Oh, it's so good. You got to try it. Every now and again, I'll pop in the, um, or I'll stop on uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Not Tits a Wonderful Life. Um, Scrooge is always a good one. Always with uh, Bill Murray? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Although, what was the one with uh, Vanessa Williams when she, it's like a loose take on uh, Diana Ross? Um, wasn't that a Lifetime TV movie? Correct, it was. And oh, I did watch it, and I'm I watched sorry. it several times. But look, now that Dolly Parton came in with that, like, gotta get out of this town. <laughs> it's like I gotta a- get out of this contract. What? Uh, Christine, can we take it back? It seemed like you said out of this contract. Oh. 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 I can fix it. My bad. I, okay, My let bad. me try it again. Let's one more time. Ready? And go. go. Gotta get out of this town. Gotta call my agent. Whoa, whoa, Gotta whoa, get whoa, out whoa, of this whoa, contract. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Those aren't, Christine? Yeah? Those aren't the words. What was I saying? Dolly's upset. She just left. 
It well, seems she was like never she- here to begin with. We've been zooming in her entire performance. If you can't see the clear green screen behind then who's her. who's that? That's Charo over there in a green dress. <laughs> we just threw She's a dolly a mask She's on been her, her stand-in for years. How is that not going to be one of the most timeless classics that we need to now weave into our canon of, of loving Christmas movies? Not one of my favorites. I'm what, the, the Dolly Parton Christmas? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible, but it's so bad. you got to watch it. Scrooge is a great movie. Scrooge is fantastic. But what I love about Vacation with Chevy Chase is that he's still a mess. He's still a dirty lech mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Well, yeah. And I think that that can be appreciated. And the fact that Beverly D'Angelo grabs his crotch at the end of the movie is just, <laughs> if that doesn't say family, <laughs> I don't know what does. Doris Roberts, Diane, um, Diane Lane. No, not Diane Lane. Oh, my God. If Diane Lane were... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I love what a different movie it would be if Diane Lane Diane, played. What's, what's her, Diane Ladd. Diane, that's Diane Ladd? Uh huh. As the other mother? Uh huh. Well, we learn something new every day, don't yeah. we? Laura Dern's mom. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Grant. Dr. Grant. <laughs> what do you do have? Do you have an article for me? <laughs> I do. This one comes from the Parsons Sun, Parsons, Kansas, February 8th, 1982. Now it's semi-themed, believe it or not, with the Semi. Christmas time. Oh, so we have a Ish. grab bag, non-theme theme. Non-theme theme grab bag with the theme of Christmas. Great. Ish. Dear Ann Landers, you didn't try very hard to help the mother of the small child whose birthday fell on Christmas. He felt gypped because he always received one gift to cover both celebrations. I was born on December 24th, and my mother had the perfect solution. She gave me a half-time birthday party on June 24th. Why didn't you suggest this to the troubled woman instead of giving her a sermon about teaching children gifts aren't important and it's how we treat people that counts? You flubbed the dub, babe! Signed, Gaithersburg, Maryland. Gay what? You heard me. Dear Gaithers, at least 2,000 readers acquainted me with the half-time birthday party. I had never heard of it. Not a bad way for yuletide babies to beat the natal rap and end up with double loot. Ayan! Wait, so you get in the... Yeah, you what? get shit in the middle of the year, and then you get shit at Christmas. That's dumb. I mean, it does suck as a kid if you're born around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Now, my jewels, December 21st. That is his birthday. And I'm not going to lie. It's a pain in the ass. Okay. I He's don't... a pain in the ass. You're like, oh, God, you got to get all these Christmas gifts. Oh, God, we got to celebrate that. And I do feel bad for these these Christmas babies also because it's like, who's going to come to your birthday party when everybody's so Christmased out? Your friends, because that's what the fuck it is. No, because birthday. even they're like, oh, we went to a Christmas party. And whatever, you know, also our Christmas party that we have also serves as like a birthday party for Jules, but nobody really acknowledges that. And my Jules said that when he was a kid, his mother who is the sassy little Italian lady, she's like three foot two, and she'll pin you up against a wall, was like, no, you bring my son a birthday gift, and you bring him a Christmas. She would like threaten the family. Oh, wow. For a separate, and you did what she what she told you to, because sure. she'll cut you off at the knees, because that's how tall she is. <laughs> Tangina. <laughs> Tangina. It Ferris. is like having an in-law. My mother-in-law is Tangina. I like that. Cross over children. Buy my son a gift. I guess I just, my dad's birthday is, I think, the 23rd. 
Oh. And we've always celebrated it. And then it never seemed... I don't like when people celebrate their birthdays on a different day. Like, all the time. Yeah, I don't like doing that for myself. But it sucks if you're, like, when you're, like, in your 20s and then your birthday falls on a Tuesday and, like, who wants to go out on a Tuesday? So then you have to do it on, like, the end of the, the week or whatever. I guess. I don't know. What's the big fucking deal? Oh. Sorry. You don't, you just don't like, do you like birthdays? Not really. My own? No. Do you ever celebrate your birthday? You, you celebrate it-ish. Ish. I don't really like to make a big deal about it. It's what about the I'm... big ones? What about the big five zero when that comes in 30 Why seconds? Why do we have to talk about that now? I'm just, I'm just curious. I just want to start planning now. Is there anything that you... That's a pretty big birthday. 50 is a big birthday. Why? What do you want to... Do you want to do anything to commemorate that moment it's of your life? It's just another day. You just don't want to jump out of a plane day. or fall out of a tree or jump off a bridge? Well, I, I feel like everybody wants to jump off or out of something when they hit 50. No, I don't need to. No, if I didn't do it before, I don't need to do it now. That's not the time for me to be like, you know what I want to do? I want to be a stunt car driver. Like, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? I don't need to scare. Like, I don't need to like try to like wake up the heart attack like a couple years early. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on, boys. Whoa, that was close. Am I right? Am I right? Aorta. What would you want to do on your 50th birthday? I don't know. I just, you got time to plan. I just really like a. I I'm, I'm very simple when it comes to my birthday. I like. How an did you awesome celebrate cake. forty? Oh, I love an awesome cake. I agree with you there. Awesome cake. Uh huh. I like to sit in the sun. I like cocktails, and then Peacock. and then uh, at night I just like people to go out. Like I just like to have fun, and I don't need anything to be rained upon me. I don't need anything super fucking planned. Because when people start to plan things, it always, like, nothing happens that's great planned. <laughs> Agreed. You know? So yeah, just, yeah. like, Organic. don't chase the dragon. Oh. Just have, like, it's very simple. Because then whatever happens after that, it's, like, I great. See. Okay. Okay. But the cake is important. What did you do for your, cake is everything. Cake is important. Okay, tell me your favorite cake. Favorite place to get cake. Ooh. Well, Would the, you get the you get the the ridiculously expensive coconut cake on your fiftieth birthday at least? The three hundred dollar. We got uh, time to plan. Cake? Yeah, I'm I'm putting away for it now. Holy shit! I'm gonna start saving now for that ridiculous three hundred dollar cake. Huge. Well, the Donabels used to used to be across the street from us, and they had a coconut cake, which coconut. was fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do like magnolia cakes too. Okay, magnolia. I did say to Jules, I said, the one thing, the only thing, you don't have to get me shit on my birthday. Just get me a Magnolia cupcake. I'm still waiting. Still waiting. I mean, we got Galen a a Magnolia cake. (gasps) And even like, we got a small one because there wasn't too many um, people at this little shindig. And I'm like, that is actually just the right size. Because it's really rich. It's really rich. It's tall. Yeah. It's a sugary frosting. I'm telling you what. It's basically like a fucking giant cupcake. There's two things I want right before I die. Well, no. No, just one. I'll just take the magnolia cake. And then I was going to say, just put on my headstone, Venmo me. Why? I'll just have my Venmo on the headstone. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm always telling people my Venmo now. Only fans. McGuire. Yes, exactly. Just follow me online. Just followers. 
Just put it on my headstone at this point. That's lovely. Oh, God, I want She was just one person away from being verified. (laughs) Oh, that's the most tragic way to go. I was so close to a blue check mark. Oh. Girl can dream. She almost had it. So close. That's sad. Oh, it just came through. Oh. 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 She can't appreciate it now. Oh, well. Oh, well. Hit me with another article. This is the Kansas City Star, Kansas City, Missouri, November 20th, 1964. Dear Abby, what would you do if you sent your grandson a $25 check for his 14th birthday and his mother returned it with the following note? Dear Mother, haven't you heard of inflation? What will $25 buy a 14-year-old boy today? Apparently, you need this worse than John does. Love, Shirley. This girl went to finishing school and is a college graduate. She and my son are considered socialites. They have a townhouse, a country home, a boat at Newport, and go to Switzerland to ski. How would you handle this? Signed, Amazed. Dear Amazed, Even educated, quote-unquote, socialites fall victims to mental illness. No woman in, the, in her right mind could have written such a contemptible letter. I'd ask my son to watch her for other signs of emotional disturbance. Now, I... I... <sighs> For the record, if somebody gave me $25 now, when was this written? This is 1964. Yeah, someone gives me $25 now, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I, I mean... This is... I can... I, I write it down as income. Why would you even fucking complain? Why, why would, do you, I don't even understand why people complain about someone's gift. Why would anybody complain about a gift? Like, what if you go like outside and I feel like I just shocked you. Your face was... <laughs> I'm sorry. I got very upset. Look, even when I got the E.T. on VHS... You just say thank you, and you move on with your life. Correct. People are going out of their way to spend anything on you, give you anything. Oh, my God, somebody gives me a Starbucks gift card, and you're my best friend. I mean, I make fun of Marx's um, parents sometimes when they give us, like, a random gift card to a place that isn't in our state. And the time they gave you the alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> and the alarm clock. Maybe we're making a case against ourselves. Maybe we should back up out of this article right now. It was like with the Texas Roadhouse. They gave us a oh, gift certificate. Oh, we talked about this. And, and then I said, there's like 20 of them right around us. None none by me. Do you still have that gift card? I don't know. That'd Could be like if there was do. like a gift card to White Hen. We don't have them around here. We have one, I think, so in Oak Park, up. Illinois. Are you talking about a White Hen pantry? Of, is there any other place called Whitehead? Shut White your whore mouth. I thought that this was only a New England thing. <clears throat> no, ma'am. This is also situated in my hometown of Oak Park, Illinois, which would rival sometimes the 7-Eleven, although the, the Blanca Gallina, as I used to call it, because I don't even actually know if that translates sp- into to Spanish hen. of Whitehead. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I've never felt closer to you than I do right now. Well, back up. I love a Whitehead pantry. Before you had your 7-Elevens, before you had your Wawa's, there was White Hen. She was the OG, like before bodegas, there was White Hen. Pantry. The pantry. And she's just sitting there. She's like, what do you want? You want M&Ms? I got that. I got it right here under my person. Do you want an uncomfortably moist, I'd say border on wet because of the, the container, mm-hmm. muffin? We We got this. I have that. I'm white hen. I'm sitting on it right now. Do you want Jolt Cola? Got what that flavor? Shit too. We have it. We have everything here at the White Hen. Uh-huh. I used to go to the White Hen Pantry before high school, before school every day. 
I that mean, is so wrong. Like, yes, I should never have Pop Rocks before I walk into an educational facility. No. And also, like, the 7-Eleven, I like the Slurpee. And now, when I see a 7-Eleven in New York, it's always, like, a little bit of, like, a... Did I really go to those it's places? It's been cheapened. The yes. 7-Eleven has been cheapened. Well, there's always, like, that homeless person that's holding the door. I'm like, I don't want to hold this door now after you just touched it. And there's lights in the 7-Eleven that are just offensive. There's, it's so bright. It's I feel like I'm being interrogated. If you didn't know where to stand to check out at 7-Eleven prior to COVID, you definitely don't know where to go now. 100%. Right. Yeah. There's like a there's a semi-plastic divider. There's some arrows that are upside down. There's always people that are doing... It's um, like the arrows, you know... Keno it, or whatever, like they're doing their... their Sudoku? Or whatever, like they're... They're putting in their numbers for the the mega ball. Yeah. yeah. So you don't know what they're doing and they're Correct. in front of you and you don't know where to stand. But then there's also the people who are checking out the rolling meats. Right. And it's like Newman in a Jurassic Park where he hits the, the sign when he's trying to drive a Jeep <laughs> and just spins the arrow around. How do I get out of here? <laughs> oh, shit. My best advice if you're going into a 7-Eleven in New York is just to walk walk towards the door, the mm-hmm. front door. That's all. That's all. You'll figure it out eventually. But God help you if you want to buy gum, because that's going to be another 30 Good minutes. Luck. Yeah. Good goddamn luck. God, a white hen pantry. They knew how to lay things out because the, the checkout space was in the center, always, of our white hen at least. So, you know, mm. it's almost like it's like a DJ in a club. Yeah. It's right in the middle of the action, so everything swirls around the DJ. And it's like, wickle, wickle. Welcome to Tracks. What do you want? Oh, welcome to Tracks. What do you want? She's my inspiration for Who's Holiday, by the way. Annie Potts? I'm just saying, if you feel like coming to Connecticut, and who doesn't? Right. Come check that shit out. All right. I got one final article for you. Are you ready for this? Lean in. Yes, I am. It comes from the Kansas City Star, Kansas City, Missouri, March 13th, 1977. Gummed up. Dear Miss Landers. I don't know how old you are, but my mom says she read you when she was in high school, and that was around 20 years ago. If you've been around that long, you should be able to answer this question. Do you remember a song called Does Your Chewing Gum Lose Its Flavor on the Bedpost Overnight? I can't believe anyone would write such a dumb song. Please answer. I bet a friend two bits that I'm right. Signed, Doubter in Richmond. That's disgusting. He bet two bits. Of course he's from the South. Dear Rich, you lose. There was such a song. In fact, I remember the first few lines. Here they are. If you chew it in the morning, it will be too hard to bite. (laughs) Can't you see I'm going crazy? Won't someone set me right? Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? Have you heard one of the latest hits? Drop kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life. Just between us kids, I'll take the chewing gum. Ian! Did you ever have one of those things where you'd, you know, you'd go to bed with gum in your mouth and you'd put it in a little tray? Absolutely not. Oh. Did you go to sleep chewing gum? Sometimes I did. And then you'd put it in a little tiny, like, dish. No, you're an animal. That's a, did you wake up in the morning and then, like, revive that gum? No, because it's a stupid, you can't do that. I don't know what asshole was like, oh, no, this is a little dish, so you put your gum in so you can eat it the next day. Like, pick Why? up where you left off? Yeah. Like, oh, this Bigly Chew is really going to, like, remain it intact for tomorrow. You're, like, binging one sad piece of gum. 
That's right. disgusting. I did. Why it was like a ever? tiny little like ceramic mitt. What? Like baseball That's mitt. what you left it in? I don't but know, you would do that when me. you would go to bed. Why were you going to bed chewing gum? Didn't you brush your teeth? I just watched Dynasty for Christ's sake. There is no rhyme or reason to why I had something like that. I want house. your childhood. Give the people those extra special gifts this time of the year. Uh. Patreon.com slash DearPodOfficial. Did I mention that Patreon would be a fabulous gift for somebody? You didn't, but you should. I'm saying it right now. Give the gift of funny. Give the gift of us. Of us. And I'll for an up. extra $10, Patrick will show up and put his balls on your eyes. I will. Released. As soon as I find them. Yes. Uh, they're in my purse. Go find them. <laughs> you know what it's time for? It's, it's time, time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. I'm writing to you. And then Isn't we are drinking and crying and nice. eating because it's the holidays. It's time to be sad. Oh, wow. Well, I don't know. Some people feel it at the holidays. That's right. We have one Instagram mail question. If you write to us, dearpotofficial at gmail.com or slide into our sexy GMs. GMs? <laughs> slide into my general motors. Managers. <laughs> Or DMs, that's direct message on your Instagram. I'm up with the logo of the kids and the TikTok <laughs> and the hey hey and the pudding pops. So if you write to us, give us one of your advice questions and we will answer it right here on the air. Two completely unqualified, unprofessional jackasses will give you our thoughts on your problems. That's correct. Doesn't everybody want that? Yes. I know, yes. unsolicited advice. People love it. Oh, I love it. Love it. We're soliciting, though. You know what you should do? I would stop right there. <laughs> you know who you look like? Stop uh, right ba, ba, there. Let's beg. You know who you remind me of? You know what you should wear? That's why I don't shop at Express anymore. That and because, well, it's Express. Correct. I remember walking into Express and touching a shirt, and they were like, do you want to try that on? I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I start trying it on, and then suddenly they would sling over five of their suggestions that were each more hideous than the last. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I babe. still can't get this thing off. <laughs> I don't need a bandeau dress, Bridget. Can you please put this back where you found it? Actually, could you come in here and take this thing off? <laughs> Crop top, Bridget? Jesus, what do you mean slim fit? Is this a straight jacket or is this a button-up shirt? <laughs> you think I should be wearing this based on what I touched before? You're an asshole, Bridget. If you think I like everything that I touch, then you don't know me at all. Plaids. I mean. Plaids, Prince, polka dots, Bridget. A man with no teeth. Sorry, Miami. I don't know. <laughs> if you liked that guy, you're going to love this guy. Bridget, you're wrong. No. Did, Put him back on the hanger. I'm sorry I was roofied and I touched these things. I didn't. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it. So we have one Instagram mail question this week. Patois, would you like to read it to the good peeps? I would love to. Dear Pod, my boyfriend doesn't like my dog to sleep in bed with us. Since he was a pup, he's always been right by my side. I cannot imagine sleeping without him. My dog, not my boyfriend. Do I put my dog in the other room now and accommodate him, or do I put my foot down? Signed, Dog Tired. This is touchy, but go ahead. Dear Dog, Step one, stand up. Step two, open the door. Step three, throw out the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. If you've been taking care of your pup year after year without that guy of yours around, 
then why the hell would you let him dictate where your pup sleeps? Just because he's new doesn't mean he gets to walk in like Tony Soprano and start giving orders. I'm sure your pup gave him the side eye saying, if you put me in that other room, Helen, so help me God, I will whittle your Jimmy Chews down to toothpicks and shit on your pillow. And he has my full back in. I had a friend that had a guy put the dog out of the bedroom for a week, and that pup not only refused to look at her for two months, he withheld affection, even when that deadbeat fellow was no longer around. Basically telling her, if you think that any asshole hookup comes in here and tries to dethrone me again, I will call animal cruelty on you and say you sexually abused me, and then log on to Chewy and destroy your credit within seconds and bankrupt your ass. Don't fuck with me, Kathy, or I'll fuck up everything that you hold dear. Don't you try me again. You hear me? I was ripped away from my mom and dad and 17 brothers and sisters, then put up for adoption. I slept in a filthy cage for months with a shitty polka dot bow tie and was given the name of Cookie when I sure as shit knew that my name was Luther. Then one day you rolled up and promised to be my forever home and love me and care for me. Then some kid comes in with a six-pack and a nine-inch dick, which he doesn't obviously know how to use, and you put me in the living room? Two words. Fuck you. Don't try me, lady. Listen to your dog is what I'm saying. Men will come and go, but your pup will always be there, and he only has you. He doesn't treat you like a disposable razor, so don't treat him like one. Abby. That was a beautiful monologue. Thank you. Chapter two, Neil Simon. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's how I you. feel. This is a very touchy question for the two of us here. So here's what Anne has to say. Dear dog, how much do you really like this guy? I ask because a man's love is fleeting, but a dog's love is forever. What I'm about to do is give you what most psychiatric professionals would call terrible advice. The dog comes first. Is this a healthy way? No, but I never said I was a professional. You want to do the right thing, see Dr. Roz. You want to make irrational emotional choices? Sit by me. If my Jules said it's his way or the highway when it comes to sleeping in the bed with the dogs, I'd give him directions to the Garden State Parkway. I can't imagine sleeping in a bed with a dog and having to pull up ranks and make the poor pup sleep in a separate room all of a sudden. My dog Scotch would have a full-on conniption fit. Maybe that's how you should approach it. Make the dog sleep in another room. When they keep you up all night with the crying and the whining, Mr. Wrong will eventually give in in favor of getting a full night's sleep. Show. Don't tell. And then always say, I told ya. If your mans doesn't see the light after several nights of whining and crying, this time from you, then maybe he's not the right mans for you. Good luck, you canine-loving son of a bitch. I wouldn't want to be in your shoes. Ian! So I read this to Marcus, and he's like, wow. Could you, you sleep with Jenny? Yes. At one brief period, Marcus didn't like Teddy to sleep with me. This, are you, are you, so and I you're still it. together. You're married. Yeah, right. Married. You married so, him after that. So uh-huh. you did what? Well, we broke up shortly after. Oh, well, naturally. And uh, I remember I had to put Teddy in the other room and I had lived, we lived in like this lofted studio. So our bed was up. So I'd look down at him and he looked up at me and like, you've got some fucking nerve, faggot. You come down that ladder and you pick me up forever my ass. I swear to God, I I will will drag my diarrhea all 
over this carpet. You think I don't know how to figure out a ladder? <laughs> Bitch, you don't know me. I'm a chihuahua. I'm a chihuahua. How we do you jump. think I fucking got here? We bite. How do you think we survived this many years being this small? And then, I swear to God, Teddy never forgot. He's like, no, I got it. I got it. How long did you sleep without him in the bed? I think it was like two weeks. And I was like, I can't. Or not, no, it wasn't. It must have been like a week. And I was like, I can't do this. I couldn't do it. I said, he's been with me for years. That's my family. Right. Yeah. And then I moved out of that and he never slept in another. He, that never happened again. And Jenny sleeps with you now? Yeah, Mark is like, I don't know if she should. I'm like, <gasps> uh. Look, when we first got the babies, we tried. We tried. And uh, because Oliver slept with us, and we all know him. Oliver, if you don't know people, you got to go on the Instagram and take a look at this dog. It's the most amazing creature that ever blessed the earth. I'm convinced it was delivered to to this planet by an egg, like Superman style. It dropped. Like nobody understands where this dog came from. Yes. And uh, the nugget, affectionately known as the nugget, he was about, uh, I don't know, two pounds of hair, and his tongue stuck out. And... When I first started dating Jules, he says, the dog sleeps in bed with us, no matter what. And I was like, okay. And I never had a dog before him, ever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he would sleep in between us, but like right by our heads. And I was just trying to get used to like the whole thing. He's just a dog in the bed, okay. (laughs) And he's small, and I'm aware of him. And I fell dead asleep. And when I woke up, I guess I was thrashing because there was my, the pillow was to my right, which had never happened before. Which meant the dog was smushed under the pillow at some point in the night. Like I smothered him unintentionally mm-hmm. with my head. And when I woke up and I rolled over, Jules was still asleep. And I was like, <gasps> you you Where's the dog? Where's the dog? And I peeled back the pillow and the nugget was like pressed into the mattress. <laughs> And one eye was open, and his tongue was hanging out. And I was like, oh, my God. <gasps> and I poked him with a finger, and he went, and he <laughs> shook awake. And from that moment on, I was absolutely terrified. I was so aware of his body in the bed. But I'd never gone without having him in bed with us. And so when we got the Littles, we were like, well, now's a chance to set everything right. And that right. lasted two days because right. Scotch kept whining. And I was like, I can't take it anymore. We thought we'd do the same with Jenny. Yeah. It didn't happen. But I don't think Teddy ever forgot because occasionally. <laughs> Never forget. When we moved into our current apartment, Marcus was like, are you kidding me right now? I'm like, what? And Teddy had dropped tiny shits underneath his pillow. <laughs> Not on top. Underneath. There was amazing. no way for us to do it. And I'm like, that is amazing. Like, if you think dogs it. are not smart, like, I can't believe it. I was like, I, I, I can. I, I buy I totally it. Yeah, can. yeah, yeah. He's, Good for him. He's like, well, how come he didn't shit underneath your pillow? I'm like, well, it's because I, you're the one that ordered him to sleep in another room. <laughs> oh my god. He knew the distress. Teddy played the long game. We, we had like telepathy. Who was like, I know you, Dad. This isn't you. But, but I will this get guy, retribution. I will shit on everything you love. <laughs> I'm surprised Marcus didn't wake up with a horse's head next to him. He just wakes up like Kathy Bates with his legs are like <laughs> a piece of wood between his legs. <laughs> it's for the best four eyes. And then just crash. How'd he get a really tiny sledgehammer? Wow. wow oh my that's- God. <laughs> I'm a 
obsessed with watching shows where people fight with cake. Hmm? Always. Great British Bake Off, but there's a new show. What do you mean fight with Fighting cake? with cake. Like, you know, when they're like, it's a cake cupcake war. It's cake battle. It's a pie fight. You know, like anytime people fight with baked goods on, on a TV show, I'm all, like, the ultimate cake showdown, cake in your face. Okay. There's some new show on Netflix that's hosted by Justin Willman, of course, because he's like the cupcake man, uh, where they have to, it's like, like extra ultimate cake or I don't know what the hell Cupcake it's called. Wars? No, it's there's some new show where it's like it's baking and engineering. So a baker is paired with an engineer and it's not enough to just have cake. You got to make the cake like spin and twirl and do crazy well, shit. How are you going to eat it? If it's spinning it's and not about eating it so much as throwing it into a wall or making it drive into a wall. That's like going to a bartender that's doing like flare tricks and it's like, hey, Tabitha, I just want a vodka soda. I don't want the fucking bottle thrown upside down with sparklers. I want it now because there's 300 people waiting for a fucking drink. I want it yesterday, Coyote Ugly. So chop, chop. Yeah. No fruit. I worked at a bar where people were like practicing flair and they're like, do you want to flare? Do you want to do flare tricks? I'm like, no, no I don't. No. I, you know what? It's bad I don't enough have that confidence. I'm, it's bad that I'm doing uh, a dance roller coaster of love on top of this cooler while people are looking at me like, I want a vodka soda right now, Yesterday. and you're dancing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's 106 degrees in here. We're all waiting for you to finish. Do you think you would ever have the confidence to throw a bottle in the air and catch it where no. you're supposed to go? No. It's a piece of glass that I'm throwing in the air. With priceless liquid in it. Well, uh, Surrounded by other things that are made out of glass in the bar. And people. Right. This is like this is like that uh, that fair uh, game where you have to throw like the ring, ring toss. Ring toss, yeah. But what you're throwing is basically like a grenade on top of other pieces of glass. Yeah, and yeah. And then hopefully... It, it doesn't shatter like a gazillion piece, like like a glass ornament and goes in everybody's face. Anxious people aren't meant to throw things that no, are made out of glass. No. I'm anxious, and that's why I was a fast bartender. Well, you got your shit done. Yeah. I'm anxious, but I'm also very bony. I'm very efficient. I'm very uncomfortable in my body. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you made me, like, throw a bottle up in the air, turn around. Like, you'll see it. Tonight, I have to put the specialty cocktail together because my jewels, well... He's indisposed. Sure. And by indisposed, I mean employed. Working. And I am so uncomfortable behind a bar. Like, you don't have confidence. I don't have confidence in me. Therefore, you will not have confidence in whatever I'm making you. You'll I, see. I wouldn't have confidence. When I worked at therapy and people were like, this is before, like a long time ago. Oh, so people know who are listening out there, Therapy is the name of a bar. Correct. Former bar. Former bar in, in New Hell's City. Kitchen, New York. Has now been replaced by a bar called Hush. Oh, how apropos. Hush. Hush. Therapy was all about talking, and this bar is all about shut the fuck up. I just want you to stop just talking drink. right now. Yes. But ever like some like one I remember <laughs> this one, there was a new bartender that came on, and I I mean our t-shirts were fucking it painted on basically, and some guys wore tank tops, which I've n- never been comfortable wearing a tank top except oh. for like this past year yeah. at the age of forty-five. So now I wear it. Then people are like, "How come all the other bartenders are wearing tank tops and you're not?" I'm like, "Do you want the drink or not?" Steve? I don't think Do tank tops look good on anybody. I don't. But the other thing is like, 
They're like, oh, uh, everybody. What's I his mean. name downstairs? Is shirtless. Why aren't you shirtless? I cannot <gasps> even imagine trying to do my job with no shirt on, sucking in, trying to flex, trying to pretend that I'm don't I'm, that I don't have an article of clothing on. I, I don't. I think I would fucking burst into flames. Never gonna happen. Did I, they? Did they give you a shirt to wear? Like, was oh, this yeah, we a had, uniform? We had we had a un, pseudo uniform. <laughs> you could wear whatever like therapy t shirt you had. I always wore the ones that were first given to me like seven years ago. Yeah. And then everyone had like evolved into like the newer shirts, the tank tops or whatever. One time they're like, we have a new bartender and he's going to, he's going to work with you for like a few hours. I'm like, okay. Um, and it's like, it, our th- it was like, we had a theme night and I think it was like beach party or whatever, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I showed up in my diesel jeans and my shirt that says orally fixated on it. It's like four sizes too small. <laughs> and the new, so I'm like, you know, I feel c- comfortable enough. I've done a thousand pushups before anyone came. <sighs> and then, you know, I'm working. I'm like, you know, I feel, you know, I'm all right. I get it. And then the new bartender comes up. No. And he's like, hey, what's up? And he, you know, I'm Alex, whatever the fuck his name was. He's wearing a red Speedo and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, That's how he greeted you. Yeah, and I was like, he's like ripped from like the neck down. Like his muscles had muscles. His neck had another neck. It was very. Str- his did neck he look was like working carrot top? How was the face? No, like fantastic. And I'm like, um, okay. And so then our manager came over. Oh, this is. You how know. are your ears flexing? I'm like what the fuck? So like you know, of course, like no one's gonna come to me now, right? I'm dressed like I'm dressed like Maria von Trapp. <laughs> I've got like Baywatch next to me. I'm like, Who's shit, <laughs> I'm going to jump across the bar and get waited on by him. Who's the nun? Jesus Christ. Why so? Why the long pants, Patrick? <laughs> but I was like, what the? and I just, every, I, 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 every time I, he was like, hey, can, you know, can you, he asked me so many questions and I looked at him. I'm like, I can't move the, I'm going to turn around and knock the bars over when, with, with my erection. Jesus Christ. A little heads up that it was, uh, Thong night here at the bar. a big heads up. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And that was his uniform. Yeah. I also liked going to Splash when you'd like go to the bar at Splash. Splash, another bar since closed. One of the first gay bars I ever went to in the city. Really? I went on diaper night. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's because the cocaine was cut with a laxative (laughs) that night. I remember going there and I never had been to a bar like that. And all the bartenders were wearing, uh, I I think they were thongs, or, or it was like the very <laughs> smallest underwear. And, you know, like they stand there like talking to you and they have to bend. You know, when you're talking, you have like the row of alcohol, like basically like underneath rack. you. Yeah. Right, at your knees. And then you bend over and like, hey, what's up? And you can, you know, greet people. You're what happens looking- when you have to get the beer in the cooler behind you? No, here's the thing. <laughs> These people are doing this and now- you realize, oh, your balls are touching the tops of every bottle with the pour spout. Oh, no, because he's leaning over the... Bo- right. So Tommy over here, who probably has crabs, is now putting it into the Gregus bottle no. as it's crawling out. And you're like, no. I'll have something 
sealed and but you that, will open it right I now. can't think of better motivation to buy top shelf booze. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll take something from up there, please. You know what? I'll have the Grey Goose, not the no, Stare no, no. Gray. <laughs> I meant to Give specify. me the Belvedere, whatever's the highest and furthest away from your balls And God right forbid now. they like drop a beer on the ground, they bend down. And I'm like, that was the other thing. If I were wearing a bathing suit and something dropped, I would have to drop to the ground as if I were... Like as if you're wearing a Victorian gown, correct. so like you're squatting. I plie down yeah. to the ground. Yeah, you're like those never... dancers in Fosse right. that like bend their knees. Yeah. It's like it's like wearing a speedo on the beach. I would never bend, bend down, from the waist. no, to pick up anything. See, that's what I would think. I would open up a bar called Brown Star, and I would make sure everything was. You'd have to bend over to get it, and then I'd have a big sign that says "Parking in the Rear." Wonderful. I think I should open up a gay bar, and I want to run it, obviously, as if I were in Sharon Burlesque. Okay. I'm like, okay, I just dropped my quarter. Now pick it up. <laughs> With Fire. your ass cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want do to that- see your goddamn brown star. Do it again. Then let's let's team just up. Just tell me what you want. Wagon wheel on Tuesday. Hit it. <laughs> you do that, and I'm going to open up a companion <laughs> right next to you, and it's going to be a topless bar for A-cup ladies called Small Tops. Great. We'll be millionaires. I mean, someone's got to go to these places. <laughs> Something for everybody. Oh, my God. I can't wait for Jules to sift through like 45 minutes of total silence. <laughs> it's We've given him something so great to work with. Okay. Are we ready? Uh, yes. Are you mentally ready or are you emotionally ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. give you a drink, and then I'm going to make you get in a car. Yeah. It's a time for a specialty cocktail. Instagram cocktail. It happened again because we're doing too many things. Specialty cocktail. I'm drinking the bourbon. Put the bourbon in my face. Put the bourbon in my face. Suck it. I think that that's a Christmas carol. That's the it's forgotten lexicon of Christmas carols. Somebody screams, suck it, and then there's a new year that happens. All right, this week's specialty cocktail is, hold on to your hats, baby, the gingerbread old-fashioned. Yes, it's a month of holiday drinks, and James Jules Ferris needs all the drinks he can get to get through this holiday season. All right, for this you will need six dashes of Angostura bitters, a quarter ounce of gingerbread syrup, recipe available to Patreon members, <laughs> two ounces of bourbon. You want to combine all ingredients in a mixing glass, add ice, stir for 45 seconds, pour in a rocks glass over a big ice cube and garnish with an orange peel. Here are the tasting notes. Yep, you guessed it. By now, we have all seen that woman with the big hat on Facebook making this drink. And to be honest, I was intrigued. I mean, where did you buy the hat that big? Let me tell you, this little holiday elixir does not disappoint. The key to this drink is the gingerbread syrup. Sure, you can try to find it in a bottle in your local liquor store or online, but half the fun is in making it yourself. Now, go out to the store, buy a big hat, put it on, get the fake tree down from the attic, don't forget the decorations and the nativity set. Nativity. Nay. Make the drink and have someone else decorate your house. You can't possibly drink, hang lights, and look good in that hat all at the same time. Just sit, sip, and wear that hat. Aren't the holidays glamorous? 
That was Jules' tasting notes. He's really talking about whatever the hell his hat is. I don't know what this story is. It's like he's he has a whole backstory that I'm not savvy to. Okay. So I guess look up gingerbread old-fashioned and hat and see where the magic takes you. All right, cheers, Quiz. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh! oh it's so good! It's strong. I think because I was in charge of making these tonight, I think I didn't use okay, enough nice. gingerbread gingerbread syrup. Oh, I have to use the bathroom. Wow, instantly. Well, yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep, keep sitting here talking about... Okay, goodbye. Bye. Okay. Uh, well, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, this gingerbread old-fashioned just kicked Patty in the lower intestine. So I'm here alone giving you the rundown of what this tastes like. So let me sip. Mm. Mm-hmm. This, however, did not kick me in the lower intestine. It kicked me right in the mouth face. It, it tastes delicious. There's a citrusiness, but there's also the sweetness from the gingerbread and, of course, bourbon, which you can't go wrong with bourbon. She's strong, bourbon. Ooh! He's, he's right. It is strong. But it's not the kind of strong that made me want to run to the bathroom instantly like he just did. But I'm going to keep trying it. Let's see what happens. Mm. Maybe it makes you want to pee a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of enjoy this. It's just a, I don't know. It's a subtle thing. I'm not a big bourbon drinker, but I'd, I'd do this. My whole family likes old fashions. I mean, I'm old fashioned. Jules is old fashioned. Patty's still gone. Do you think I should send someone in there? To, like, look after him? I'm not going in there. I don't know what kind of demons are going to be waiting for him when he gets out. I'll just keep on talking. That was a heavy swallow. I mean, what with all the bourbon and everything? Oh, God, I hear a door. Oh, my God, you went upstairs? You wanted to keep it separate from me? I wanted to hide it. Okay, come back in. Come back in for a minute. What happened? What did this drink do to your intestines? Why'd you make you poo? I think it was the tacos. <laughs> See? Ah. Yeah. Ah. Drink it down. Do shots. Shots. For- shots. 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 <laughs> I forgot something. No, no. I meant, I think. Liquid fire is a I think I there forgot no to ch- put enough. Look, when you put me in charge of the drinks, like I said, I have no confidence in myself. Measure? I think I might have, because it's kind of darkish in here, I might have put not enough gingerbread syrup in it. Now, personally, for me, that's my flavor. I want to taste the booze. I want to be punched in the face. Well, consider yourself. You don't taste gingerbread at all. At all. No. Consider yourself Farrah Fawcett in the burning bed. Where she has no idea that things are burning around her? No, she burns her husband in his bed. Oh, I gotta watch She's this. She's been abused for years. Oh Christ! So that's what you. Who basically pitched that to Farrah Fawcett? They're like, you know what? This is for you. Her agent was like, I'm gonna slide something across the desk to you, Farrah. Just, just give in. So you wanna, you wanna break away from Charlie's Angels? Yes, I do. How about this? Okay. Oh shit! I light him on fire. Oh God! I'm in. Okay. She's pre Angela Bassett. Well, uh-huh. she sets her husband on fire while he's sleeping. That's not dark at all. No. Man! Christmas, everybody! Happy holidays! Sorry about your husband being burned alive. Such a shame. Shame. I'd say we're good.
This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.